interested still. <laughs> well, listen, I will be watching The Equalizer. Because I love The Equalizer. I love that show. I love that. I have something about that. And I'm not into today's shows, into today's anything, but I love The Equalizer. Well, the, well, I love Queen Latifah, but I have since mm-hmm. I was little and she was my like first rap rapper idol that I love. Oh, and- Dana Owens, that album was the shit. <laughs> oh, the one where she did all the jazz covers? Yeah. The Dana no, Owens album? That's-, that's one of that's one of my favorite albums of hers. No, not that album. That album came later. I'm talking about when she was still in her rapping days. Like, you um, and I, T, yo. Yeah, you were, yeah. that song. You and I, T, Y, that's for unity. And they honor her at the BBC Awards last year. She got, like, honored, and they played, they tribute that song i think it was little kim and mc like i'm like those are the right people to do so welcome to the weekly show about art politics and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective i'm Eliane. i'm shantae i'm sarah i'm lauren ashley i'm katie and this is unapologetically she Did y'all hear about Shrek? Oh, Fetterman? Oh, oh, how he's in gosh. hiding? Breaking. He had a heart attack. He had a stroke. No, he, he had a stroke. He had a stroke. They've been, they've been secretly saying he's just sick. He is in the hospital. Had a fucking stroke and they've been lying about it all fucking weekend. <laughs> I see. I thought that he was in hiding because the shooting that happened in Buffalo and people are starting to bring up when he went after an unarmed black man. I figured that's why he was in hiding. Oh, fuck. Well, you know, he, his supporters came at me because they said I lied on him about voting for Trump. But mm-hmm. I heard registered Democrat voted for Trump, unless I heard wrong. No, I, and that's I what I heard, heard too. I heard too. I mean, his whole fucking family did. So his whole family is Trump supporters. <laughs> but yeah, hi, it's just like Bernie. Like, you know, when Bernie had a heart attack and they decided like, what, a week later to finally tell us that he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, then, and then they still supported him, even though they were constantly accusing Hillary of being in poor health. And they slammed her when she got pneumonia and collapsed. Yeah. And they slandered the president, the current president, when he was candidate Joseph Robinette Biden on having dementia when the man clearly doesn't. No. He, he has a speech I mean, impediment. And can I just fucking say the whole dementia angle joke really fucking bothers me. Me too. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my grandfather had Alzheimer's. He had dementia. My grandmother did too. My grandfather did too. It was not a good situation. Watching somebody deteriorate that way. Mm-hmm. Is not fun and it's not oh. funny. So I really mm-hmm. fucking appreciate it when yep. they use that shit as a joke. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, I, and this, I'm bringing up something from many, many, many moons ago, but I used to be a certified nursing assistant and I worked in nursing homes for a long time. And well, a lot of the patients that I took care of had dementia. 
And dementia is fucking brutal. I mean, it completely eats away at the brain, but that's not all. It eats away at the body. It's it's just, people don't understand it. They don't understand what it's like to watch somebody like with that. So when Matt Offala, that whole telephone shit, like he got fired. That's the reason why your ass got fired because you're trying to pretend to be Joe saying Joe had dementia. And now you looking all dirty, coming after people, you and your little dirty leftist bros that don't wash. They look like they all don't wash up. Like, what is... Try to be included, like, uh, like, I cannot stand the way that man dresses. Like, I don't care who you're going to meet. Fucking presidents, you wear, you don't just throw on some gym shorts and a stained fucking sweatshirt. Like, okay, so for example, people may not, white people may not like the mayor, right, of New York. But when he came in and met the president, he had on a suit. Yeah. Met with the president. She had on a suit. Yep. Any serious Mm. politician. uh, You know what? I'm going to back that up. Any serious career minded person, when they are going to meet somebody important related to their career, they will dress the part. Right. And it's not about, you, you know, people spice it up with the colors and this and like accents and accessories however it's about looking like you give a fuck yeah it's it really says like you look like you give a fuck yeah dress for success when you dress for the job you want you can put on a jeans and it, like i see lamb and several like barack would wear jeans joe's worn jeans and a nice shirt polo shirt button up and still, like, you know, if you go into a relaxing type event, mm-hmm. like, fucking gym shorts and a Carhartt's zipper. And stuff. That, yeah. That's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It is. It no, is. Like, you watch ass. It was sending a message, and the message was received. Yeah. That's why Biden didn't endorse your ass, dumbass. Yeah. He's not exactly. going to get nomination. Like, they're going to forget it. They're going to call, focus, yeah. and... I mean, even even the town halls that I go to with my congressman and with Senate, like I've gone to several town halls with Senator Gillibrand because she's she has them over at HVCC because she lives in the area in Hudson Valley Community College. She still dresses up. Mm -hmm. She doesn't show up wearing jeans and a T-shirt. She's still I mean, sometimes she'll do business casual. Yeah, but she's never that casual. Same thing. Same thing with Representative Tonko. And same yeah. thing with um, Chuck Schumer, same thing with Adriana, mm-hmm. the lone Dominican. That's mm-hmm. my congressman, the lone Dominican in the, in the um, House. Same and like I said, any other person in the House of Representatives or the Senate. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah, I mean, I, as, I as much as we don't like her, even AOC dresses up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and, yeah. and Ari Bush I, does too. I mean, fucking A with her $1,300 purse that she's rocking right now. That Oh, that Louis Vuitton? Yeah. <laughs> Got to pay her student loans though, but she rocking that Louis. But here's the thing with um, so we have one senator that don't dress up. We have one senator that came with a, a jean vest and thought that shit was cute. And people got mad, like, why are you getting on her by her style? Because sitting was, sitting at the dais, like presiding over the Senate. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's was, appropriate. If it was Raphael Warnock, if it was Catherine, was it um Cortez Masto, if it was um Let's see, um, Hirano, 
Yeah. Or better yet, if she was in the Senate before she be, got elected as vice president, if Senator Harris came, they ain't looking like that. And Senator Harris, I haven't seen her wore any jeans since being elected as vice president. Yeah. Unless she's going to run with her little Air Maxes and everything, you hardly see that. You always see her dress. President Biden, you saw him with some jeans here and there. Even he's dressed. You even see here in New York, you don't see Kathy dressed down as much. You don't see Eric dressed down as much. Yeah. And like, you know, I used to go to a lot of town halls because they, you know, Democrats actually show up for them in Oregon. And like Ron Wyden and Merkley, like Merkley actually comes fucking timber country. And the man's always dressed up, no matter what. Every town hall I've gone to see him in, no matter where he's at, I was like, dude could get away with wearing Carhartt shit and you know, stuff like that, but he doesn't because he has respect for his fucking audience. <laughs> well, you should dress up for your job. And speaking of dressing for your job, this whole reality TV show, everybody wants to show their flabs. And I'm and I'm against body positivity. But Wait, which show? Which show is your day? Yes, all of these fucking reality shows. It's all of them. All of them. I understand everybody wants to show their skin. Because I do watch oh. Marriage Bootcamp. Don't be making fun of my flap, okay? I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Sarah, I saw your picture. What flab do you got besides, you know, you had a child? I mean, you don't even see your stomach. <laughs> There's a reason you don't see my stomach. I keep that shit covered. <laughs> if you're comfortable with your body, wear what you want, but... <laughs> I saw a TikTok video and it was this beautiful, big, thick girl. And every shot, it was one of those like splice videos. And she's like, wear the crop top, wear the crop top, wear the motherfucking crop top. Like no matter what your body <laughs> style is, wear the motherfucking crop top. Okay? I bought a bikini to go to St. Thomas. I don't fucking care. I'm on St. Yes! Thomas. <laughs> Still trying to lose 20 pounds to fit into it, but. <laughs> I am always the rude one, always, all the time, because it's like, well, Chantel, you don't care about women. It's not I don't care about women. It's a way you could dress in your crop tops. There's a way to wear certain things, even if you're small. Who wants to see your no back? Who wants to see your no back? Not the no back. <laughs> somebody, oh my God. somebody explained the no back to me. That means you have no ass. You just have a straight back. back. back it's, all, it's a long mm. ass day. That's what oh, I call okay. it. It's been a long ass day. <laughs> but listen, I'm I not, not I'm not gifted in that area, but I have put on a few pounds. Um, weirdly enough, since I started school again, like I lost weight during the pandemic. I lost like 40 pounds during the pandemic. And then I went back to the school building and Lord have mercy. I was like, oh shit, I don't put half of it back on. <laughs> so I gotta say, my titties and my ass look kind of popping right now, but my belly is not popping. It's not on and popping, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I went back to the gym and I started doing leg press. I increased my leg press on 275, 280. So yes. I'm like down at the bottom, it's, it's, it's looking pretty thick on that. It's thicker, excuse me. Hey, uh, damn, thicker. We, you about to fucking kill it. Kill it in these Harlem streets. 
Girl, yeah. see, I just started a new workout routine because I wasn't being motivated with my pio anymore, but I I gained weight. I gained weight during COVID. I didn't lose weight. Now I'm like, I'm totally <laughs> jealous of you. <laughs> I mean, girl, I, I, I lost it, but then I gained like half of it back already. Like, yo. I still may I don't know. I maintained it. I don't know how I maintained it because I walk, I walk from 34th Street to my house, like afterward. Cause I don't want to be on a train at night. So it's better to walk home. I just walk home. Yeah. I got like, right. Like two months after the pandemic started, I got back on my meds, <laughs> which as you know, I take uh, steroids cause I don't produce cortisone. So I hadn't been on them for a while. I need to get back on them. And so he's like, let's get aggressive. So yeah, 20 milligrams of prednisone a day for <laughs> like wow. eight months. It added the pounds. And then of course being at home cooking and yeah. And, but since breakup lasted all and still losing. So I'm taking yeah. that away. Can I just say like life could be over tomorrow. Like, we could walk outside, right? And not to be macabre. <laughs> we could walk outside and get hit by a car. We, yep. You know what I'm saying? And our life is over. So I never want to live my life being like, damn, I should have had that fucking cookie. Cause you know what the fuck I'm going to have that fucking cookie. Okay. And if I have to walk an extra little bit for it, or if I have to like, just say, I don't give a fuck this little extra roll around me because I'm still a badass bitch. Then that's what the fuck is going to be. Yep. What you eating, Shantae? She's Shantae eating there. a cookie right now. Damn right. <laughs> Levine is, is New York base, New York city base cookie like bakery they sell cookies and they sell um what is it pound cake but Mm -hmm. i like the cookies better than a pound cake shantae i'm gonna make you a pound cake can well i'm saying that to shantae yo the other co-host just looked at me like bitch why (laughs) (laughs) and that's because Shantae, to me, you know, I can make that pound cake and get it to her and it'll still be fresh, right? <laughs> I love to bake, me but my, my specialty and anybody that I've ever made this for, they just love my motherfucking pound cake. It's moist and delicious. Moist. My sister makes good pound cake. She makes my grandmother's pound cake. God bless uh, nothing beats grandma's recipe though. Yeah, I thought at that. <laughs> I was told I did outdo my grandma's Coca Cola cake. Your what? My grandma makes this. She did before she passed away. Made this amazing Coca Cola cake, like oh, old, okay. decadent, moist, fucking rich as fuck. Nice. Her yummy Southern recipes, and I started making it, and been told, yeah, that I outdid her on it. So nice. <laughs> I make a a kick-ass Kahlua cake. Oh, yeah. I renamed it POTUS cake because President Obama actually ate my Kahlua cake. Like, for real. He visited the base that I was stationed at. And I didn't know. I was out of the country. I was home visiting my mother. And all they did was tell me that, Sarah, can you bake three of your Kahlua cakes? Because the wing commander had me bake it for all the DVs all the distinguished visitors, VIPs. And so I didn't know who they were. I just baked the cakes like he asked me. <laughs> so yeah, I baked the cake and then 
it was around Christmas time and he was getting ready to go to Hawaii where he normally spent his Christmases with his family. I was in Korea and I went home to visit my mom. And the next thing I know, the club manager's telling me, oh yeah, our distinguished visitor was president. Obama. Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, yeah, he ate your cake. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. No. And I wasn't there to see it. And I'm so I'm mad. But at the same time, I'm also like, he ate my cake. He <laughs> ate your cake. Ayo. <laughs> we're trash so if, we, if we're ever in the same vicinity, Elian can make her pound cake. Katie can make her cake, Coca-Cola cake. And I can make my Kahlua cake. Well, my specialty, I make macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Oh, I will take that. Yes. Yes, I will definitely <laughs> take that. <laughs> I cooked during this pandemic and I still maintained my weight. I don't know. How I did that. Why are you going to be rubbing it in like that? I'm sorry. I I (laughs) can't tell you know why, because no matter how decadent your home cooking is, right, it's still better than buying something pre-made or something out because you always know what you're putting into it. Do you know what I'm saying? And so that always ends up being the better option every time. Mm-hmm. These people in my building, they can't cook for shit. They always ordering. One of the guys said, yo, these people order so much. They can tell who cooked. They know that most of the black people in here, we cook in the That's... I mean There's a lot of Asian um kids that came from like Korea. They go like the go they go to school here. They came from like China, Korea, all the other Asian countries, they go to school here, right? And so they have like roommates situation and rather staying on campus, which I completely understand. And so um they don't cook. Yeah. They're spoiled. <laughs> I mean, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. I well, you cooked empanadas for Myron, so Ooh, I made those patelillos for Myron. Yo, I cooked so much this past week when my partner Myron was here. Um, just because I love to cook. The thing is, I moved into this beautiful apartment in Harlem. It's, it's gorgeous. It really is. But the kitchen is fucking tiny. And so cooking is a bit of a, it's like a sport. It's solely yours, right? Yes. I'm, I'm well, here alone. I always say when you can stick your key in the door, it's yours. It is. And I'm wondering, I was wondering if it was just a New York city thing. Because with you and Shantae posting, you know, I've seen pictures where like some of them have been kitchens and I'm like, is it like a New York City thing or is it like a New York statewide thing? Because our kitchen is the same way. There's like no counter space, zero, none. And it's like, it's, it's tiny. Like I, we've got, it's one of those multifamily homes. So there's a family on the bottom floor and then there's a you know, on the top. And we've got three bedrooms and we've got the whole open space with the living room and the sitting room, I guess, whatever it would be. I mean, it's a good size place to live. The kitchen, fucking tiny. And it's like, I lived for three years in a huge ass, with a huge ass kitchen that had the island and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with New York kitchens? I want to show you my last apartment here in Kentucky that with that had with my partner ex-partner and I hated it because I love to cook and it was just like this kitchen drove me oh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was huge. Like it's just me. And I was like, I've added way too much stuff to it. <laughs> well, I actually have a pretty decent sized kitchen. It's actually pretty for a studio apartment. 
it's it's pretty big. Like my kitchen, I could put a stool in here if I want to. A stool? Like a sitting stool. Like you right. sit on the stool. I, mean, I had to actually buy an a little island, like a little mobile island for the kitchen because there was no counter space. My kitchen was literally a refrigerator, a sink, and a stove. Oh, that's no space and then, uh, and then yeah. above it like some shelves but that was it there's no there was literally no counter so I was like all right oh I could buy a counter with like cabinet space so it's like a like a like a little mini cabinet right there and then I also had to get a table I mean it's just like I said it's like it's- that's the table you was rushing for to go yeah, I was like, oh shit, I gotta get home, Shantae. I was with Shantae one day. And I was like, I gotta get home. That shit got delivered. Somebody's gonna steal it. And she's like, bitch, <laughs> that shit is big. Ain't nobody gonna take that shit off. <laughs> and you were right, because it was heavy as hell. Wasn't nobody taking that. <laughs> Especially when it's cold out there, nobody wasn't taking that shit. Now, if you lived in the Bronx, yeah. if you lived in a pre-war building in front of your door, oh, motherfuckers would have took that shit. That's why I told my mom, like, <laughs> had, like, Girl Scout cookies. I said, no, send that shit to my house. My building got a mail room and everything. And, you know, nobody breaks into it. So, which I thought nobody breaks into it. But I found out last night somebody broke into the pool. It's my pool. Damn. Hmm. God. Well, so, yeah, like, um, yeah, but it's not, it, you know, there's certain, I have a, a, a decent side. Because I could literally put a stool in my kitchen. I could be like my grandmother cooking. Just, Took it sitting on a stool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes your back hurts when you're standing up and everything. Like I felt like when I was making breakfast, I said, I need to sit my ass down. <laughs> I feel and I'm like, I'm I feel that. 36. And I'm like, I have to sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I left, I left out like my husband, my husband and my daughter, they both went out. They well, he took her to the park while we were recording. So she wouldn't be popping in with her costumes and all that stuff, trying to give you all well, a fashion gave show. You a home today. Yeah, but um, they just got back, and my husband picked up some shrimp and sausage so he can make some gumbo for dinner. Mm. So, oh hell yeah, yeah, you cooking, sir? You cooking? My, mm-hmm. like I told you, my cousin just hit me up while I'm making my breakfast because I was like, my weekend has been like interrupted with a whole <laughs> bunch of shit. So I'm just, my cousin's like, I want to come by again before I, you know, I start my vegan process. I was just like, good luck with that vegan shit because I'm like, you won't, it's, it's just, to me, I feel like I have no issues with vegans. I just feel like once you're a vegan, you should stay a vegan, but I don't know if my cousin's going to last long as a vegan. I mean, I, I completely respect vegans choice, right? They choose to eat what they want to eat. I think everybody should yeah. be always making their own decisions when it comes to food. I personally could not be a vegan because I I really do like animal products. I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but I love meat. Mm-hmm. Like I grew mm-hmm. up on the island. Like honey, we used to have our own pigs, okay? In my in the place where I used to live in Puerto Rico and I was growing up. I mean, we had our own pigs our own chickens, they would lay the eggs. That's, those were the eggs that we would eat, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when the chickens got old enough, like we would, and, you know, they were getting slaughtered, but they were getting eaten. Yeah. Nothing was, was being like 
wasted or, or mass produced or anything like that. For me, I grew up, it's, it's a cultural thing for me. I eat a lot of meat and I respect the animal. I do, but like they provide me sustenance. It's the circle of life. I mean, this is the food chain. I don't know, but I do respect the fact that some people want to be vegan. And I, I appreciate that there's a lot more options for them, you know, when they go out to eat and what you buy in the store, like it doesn't as long as as they don't get annoying about it and start pushing. Yeah. I just don't want to be preached to. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I know some vegans who definitely do not preach. They, they just do their own thing. You know, my friend Denise doesn't eat meat, but she never preaches to me about it. Um, Myron's good friend, Jen, she's a vegan, but she doesn't be preaching to us about it and vice versa. You know, we don't try to convert her to eating meat. (laughs) You know what I mean? And she doesn't try to convert us into being vegan, but I I just, I think it's a really personal thing, honestly, what people, Yeah. yeah, you know, I grew up on, like, I could never give up fish. I mean, I grew up on the West Coast. Oh, I love fish. Going fishing, like, we, we ate what we caught always. And <laughs> it's like, if you catch it and it's keepable, you're eating it. <laughs> my mother's from the rural South. So it was just like, she came up here, met my New York dad. My dad loves her Southern cooking. I mean, hello. <laughs> I mean, like, I get a Southern. Yeah, if somebody cook. doesn't like Southern cooking, they got problems. And I don't trust exactly. them. <laughs> yeah. They've never had good Southern. Yeah, they've never. I see the picture last Sunday. I mean, like, my God, your name's in it. Looks so good. (laughs) Speaking of Southern cooking, Myron and I went to Red Rooster in Harlem, Shantae, and we had a lovely meal. But as we were ready to order dessert, lo and behold, who do we see sauntering in casually? But the owner and chef himself, (laughs) Marcus Samuelson. And he was super nice. That was. Yeah, I've heard that about his book. He came over to us, gave us pound. We told him. The See, this this is how out of pop culture I am. I don't even know who the hell that is. Oh, he was on Top Chef. Um, he was a guy that, he's like one of the owners for Red Rooster. Yeah, yeah. He's, okay. he's the executive chef. Um, he grew up like he was adopted, wasn't he? I believe. Yes, yeah. He's Ethiopian, but was adopted I, if I'm I'm not sure if I'm correct but a Norwegian couple yeah Norwegian yeah and hmm. then eventually he came to the United States um, yeah very interesting um background but the food was yeah. great and I thought that was really cool he just walked in wearing his little shorts and his sneakers and <laughs> cool as fuck and very nice yeah. Well, Sarah, don't feel bad because I'm out of touch with so much, <laughs> especially and for a person that used to, and I'm supposed to be the young person, right? I'm, I'm the youngest right now. I'm the resident youngest right now because really Lauren Ashley, but I'm the youngest right now. <laughs> I don't like today's rap. That's one. R&B felt like it fell off the earth. It's like the people in my era seem like they need to come back and some of them are coming back and a lot of people don't like it. Oh, well. And you know, I don't like pop music like that. I was never really a big fan. I liked Christina Aguilera and I liked NSYNC. The rest of them, I didn't really care for. I was never a big Britney Spears fan. Of course, Britney Spears, people always come after me. Everybody always come after me. I'm just like, I'm just not 
like into their music. I don't My God, she's sitting here talking about In Sync, and I'm like, I grew up on New Kids on the Block and New Edition. A big ass button that they had. My sister's seventy nine. Shante, have you listened to um, Jasmine Sullivan's new album? I like that album because I like her. I always like Jasmine. I like I like her and I like her style of R and B. Mm-hmm. I think that's a what's real- her name? Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan. Sullivan. Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, and you know what? There's um, Governor's Ball is happening. And she is one of the headliners, I believe, on that Sunday. I really want to get tickets and go. <laughs> the Governor's Ball, like in New York, yeah. In New York City, it's on Governor's Island and it's an outdoor music. Um, it's you know, outdoor concert. But I know she's yeah. gonna be headlining on one of the three days. It's a whole weekend, it's like a festival. I always liked her music because she's still like one of traditional R&B artists that's left because that era is dying because all of this nonsense, like this trap, trap music done killed everything. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah. Like what Usher said to T-Pain, you ruined. (laughs) See, I think think R&B and I'm thinking of like Brian McKnight, like Luther Vandross, like those those people, like I'm so fucking old. <laughs> oh, I mean, listen, I those that R and B is still golden to this shit. day. They still get played on the radio. They get played on one hundred seven point five. They have longevity. Yeah, I don't get that station for sure. <laughs> you know, um, an album that I've been oh, I've been listening to on repeat lately the last week or so. Um, is Bad Bunny's new album. I know anybody here listens to Bad Bunny or even knows who Bad Bunny is, but he is, I believe, one of the most downloaded artists in history, like across the world. Um, he He's a reggaeton artist from Puerto Rico, but he really is crossing over like big time. And his new album was so interesting to me because it combined so many different genres of music. Like it was reggaeton, but he had a whole song that was bossa nova. And I was like, bitch, did you just do a bossa nova song? Like that shit was scary. It was so good. I have, I haven't, I don't think I've heard his music, but I recognize his name because I wrote something for work. That included his name. <laughs> Interesting. Huh? No, seriously, what'd you say, Shante? He's from the Bronx. I'm he not gonna I'm not gonna say exactly name. what I did, yeah. but I wrote something that included him in it. So that's where I've heard the name. Okay. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I'm so, I hear you talking about it. I'm like, where have I heard that? Where have I heard that? I mean, Bad Bunny has done collaborations with so many of the well-known pop or R&B or hip hop artists yeah. right now that we know. Um, it's, it's really something to see. I, I like the way he's representing for Puerto Rico, but I also like that this time around, he was really melding a lot of different musical styles. I just couldn't believe yeah. I was listening to a reggaeton slash bossa nova song. I was like, <laughs> It kind of reminds, like I've listened to some of it, like p- bits and pieces. 
and like the styling of it, like one of my all-time favorite artists, guitar players and albums, that uh, you know, it's Santana. Like I grew up listening to a bunch of different shit, but Santana is like my all-time. And he released, I think uh, just last year, uh, Blessings and Miracles yeah. and holy fuck if Kevin listened to that album I love Santana Santana got to be like almost 80 right because like yeah he's up there he's the only only thing that pisses me off about Santana is that he worked with Eric Clapton who is a shit bag yeah oh Eric Clapton for sure (laughs) but his song that he did um she's fire with Diane Warren and G Easy pulled it up had to find it so it's like holy fuck that is like that whole album though like joy that he did with chris stapleton which chris stapleton's a whole other person that i would i loved i loved how he did um how chris stapleton did the duet with adele on um go easy on me yeah that was that was awesome chris that was really awesome had some amazing cross yes genres Mm -hmm. too like he's so he's saying with Jennifer he's saying not um Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. didn't he yeah he's saying with her he's can't think of darn a blank but yeah he he's one that he's not afraid to steer clear from anybody like he's like you want to join me all right let's go <laughs> let's do it because yeah. he's got a voice that can go across he's got a very good range and he's one of the few country artists that's actually like pro Black Lives Matter pro gun like gun control like yeah he's a he's his charity organization is one of the best out there right now and he gives a lot to uh immigration lawyers <laughs> elian's over there cracking up and i don't know why i'm <laughs> cracking <laughs> up right like up the minutes and everything. but um you don't know what like, you're doing she's making shit up over there <laughs> i'm over here right listeners like trying to keep it i'm like okay five more minutes actually 10 actually five i'm sorry but I don't think even the reggae is not the same no more. No. How white people no. want the best reggae. That still pisses me off. That was absurd. <laughs> I'm like, Spice in the room? Hello? Spice? <laughs> you know how many goddamn wars that were started over fucking Spice? Motherfuckers, and then you still don't want to put that shit into your music or your food. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with Sp- Spice, Spice Official, the, the reggae artist. Like she, like she's the, the most popping dance whole artist. Like it's her. And remember, it was a whole plethora of people back in the day. Like it was Lady Saul, who's now minister. And then it was, yeah, she's a minister. Get out. Yep. And then it it was um Sean Paul, of course. I'm over here taking notes on who all these people are so I can listen to them. It's it's old school dance hall and Sanchez and all of these people like, you know, like dance hall and reggae has changed. Let's see. Of course, R&B has changed. I feel like it's it's kind of like halfway dead. Yeah, it's. Jasmine Sullivan and her is the only I don't even think her is too much of an R&B artist. She's like crossover. Jasmine is an R&B artist. Yeah, yeah. I do love, though, um, Doja Cat's new album. I, I don't know how you, how to really categorize that, but I loved, I, I loved what she did for the Met Gala. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that look. You want to know the funny thing was Doja Cat, um, Dua Lipa. Oh, my God, I forget the other one's name. 
The three I know who you're talking about. They were not invited to the Met Gala or they didn't go. It was one of the two, right? And so, but what they wanted to do was dress the part and take pictures. Yeah, they, right? were, yeah. they did a phenomenal job with that. But really, like Doja Cat's album, there's very few albums um since the 90s and early 2000s that I could play without skipping songs. Mm-hmm. Very, very few. Like I, I I honestly can't think of one right now past the 90s or 2000s that I could play without skipping a song. But Doja Cat's album, her latest one, is one of those albums. Like, I let that shit play. And I'm like, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, shit. So one of the very few current new artists that I have. Lizzo, Lizzo's album, her debut album. Yes. I can listen beginning to end. You know what? That was the only one. You're right. Lizzo yeah. and Doja Cat. Lizzo has some new music out. She I does. Think. I'm so excited. She dropped her single and it's coming out. And then the that album special is, song I think is better than the other songs that she had. Like I said, I'm not like what? a pop music person, but I like that one song. But I have not worshipped anybody's album. Like, oh, Solange's album, I play straight to finish. There we go. Beyonce's <laughs> Lemonade. Beyonce's Lemonade was start like to Solange. finish too. Solange's When I Get Home. Solange's Seat at the Table. Solange's other album that she had, Solo Angel. I love Solange, okay? Solange is, to me, I think she's the artist that always get compared to her sister. And that's like- And she shouldn't. They have different styles. They have exactly. different styles. Yeah. And if I'm going to be honest, I prefer Solange's style. I'm not going to lie. Not, not to say that I don't be bopping my ass off to Beyonce songs, because I do. I do. She's hella entertaining. I love her music, but I actually prefer Solange's style of music. Beyonce's best album was her first album, to me, in my opinion. That you could play straight through. Everything else was yeah. still okay. It was more like it was starting to get mainstream, and I'm just like, no. Um, but Solange's is straight R&B. Straight up, you can chill. You can even smoke your weed to, to Solange's album, because she <laughs> mentioned weed smoking references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, this isn't R&B, but you know who else, surprisingly, like, who on the slide dropped a single this week? After, like, decades of not performing together? My Chemical Romance. What the? Oh. Ah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? All yeah. the old oh, artists, they, they're, they're coming back because they're realizing trap music is just not it. And yeah. I see, like, after trap music dies, I feel like half of these people are going to die. Yeah. Yep. I mean, not that I dislike my chemical romance. I I like them, you know, but it's like yeah. Didn't doesn't really make an impact, you know, whatever. It's my chemical romance. I'd like I'd rather I'd rather hear from somebody like Johnny Gill. Ooh, not Johnny Gill. Very good morning, gorgeous. I like the good morning, gorgeous song. I don't know about the whole album. I don't know about the whole album because my favorite Mary album is always going to be What's the 411 in My Life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. I could play that album beginning to end. And those and- two albums were Diddy produced. 
I know. <laughs> you really? We'll ignore that for the moment because <laughs> well, we was hosting tonight's award show, and I'm like, I I'm that. not watching that. I don't watch the Billboard Awards any fucking way. Does anybody? I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like since when does anybody so watch the Billboard Awards? You'd be surprised. You know, half of this music is made for those um, money, wealthy white people. It's not mm-hmm. made for the average person anymore. No. They're like, they're the, it's like they're on the same level as the completely useless, overrated MTV Video Music Awards. It's like, even, ugh. even slightly a little lower. Yeah. yeah. Even the Grammys is not the same no more when Mm-mm. I used to watch the Grammys. Like, even the Soul Train Awards is like, nah. Like, you know, like. Ladies, you know what? I just got a, a fucking great idea. We need to do a special episode in which we discuss our favorite female artists slash albums for the entire episode. I I mean, that, oh, yes. And it doesn't have to be current. It could be whatever era you want because Oh my God. Yes, we need to do this. Listeners. Okay. We're 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 gonna bring you a special episode of our favorite female artists that we are gonna discuss. That that's gonna be an awesome special, unapologetically. She maybe something for the holiday because we got Memorial Day coming up. We're gonna do it. We gonna do it. Let's do it. Yes. And thank you for joining us for this very special impromptu bonus content episode of Unapologetically She. And we will catch you all next week. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. So thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Eliane. I'm Shantae. I'm Sarah. I'm Lauren Ashley. I'm Katie. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. Again, at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. We'll see you online.